Well, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to episode number 136 of Starting the Conversation. I'm your host, Alice Benham, here with, well, back with another one of the regular co-hosts, Emily Osborne. Welcome back to the podcast. Hello. Thoroughly enjoyed that wave you did there to yeah, the people. <laughs> Just know I'm waving. Just saying hi. Oh, we're back. This is our final episode of 2020. That's like scary and exciting, isn't it? Why, why do you find that scary? Because I just, I have such a mind melt with time this year in that it's gone so fast, but so slow. So the fact that it's the last is like, whoa. I'm purely on the it's gone so slow vibe. When I think back to things that happened earlier this year, no part of me goes, can you believe that was that long ago? I'm like, can you believe that was only 11 months ago? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I've never been more confused about time than this year. Yeah. Big old year. It's very refreshing, I feel, to be, you know, we're now five weeks away from the end of the working year. I'm finding that a a nice sight. I think everyone's so ready. Like, never before have you ever felt so ready for it to just be done, have that break and come back afresh. Yeah. And it's not even that I'm expecting that January 1st, the pandemic's going to be gone because obviously that's not quite how they work. But just to have (laughs) that, like... It's just ending the era, isn't it? It's just being yeah. like, look, we're going to bookend. Is that the word? Yeah, no, that is it. Yeah, it's yeah. just let's close this chapter. That's exactly let's it. Let's start again. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Because I feel like I can deal. I can deal with more pandemic, but I've, 2020 has reached its pandemic limit for me. Mm. So I just need to start. Like the counter goes back to zero January 1st. So I'm going to be fine. Yeah, I for agree. Us to be also, then. can we just take a moment to reflect on how excited we were for this year? Oh my gosh. Remember, every, I was like, 2020? It's just because it sounded so good. Do you remember what you kept saying, Emily? I called it 20 fucking 20. And I was <laughs> like, this is it. Like, you just being like, you just kept saying it in meetings. It's my favourite thing. I was thing. so hyped for this year. I was just like, it sounds so good. It's so symmetrical. It looks great on paper. Yeah. Well, yeah. it wasn't, was it? Well, that's what we'll talk about in this episode, right? Because I'm not... <laughs> I'm not here for the narrative that 2020 was all bad. I'm also not here for just looking at it in those rose-tinted glasses. I think it's been an unexpected year. And I've definitely noticed as, you know, this time of year, naturally, I start to review the year. People who are familiar with our approach will know that I set yearly intentions. And then every single quarter, I set goals for myself, for you as a team in order to reach those intentions. And that's how we structure things. So beginning to look back at that, it's been really interesting because the typical way that I would usually review a year just is not cutting it in 2020 because the the playing field hasn't been what we expected it to be. You know, the goals and the intentions that I set myself, whether it was at the start of this year or, you know, at the start of each quarter, things came up like this pandemic, like lockdowns, like different limitations, which changed the, the field for how those goals or intentions could be met. So I'm finding myself not being yeah. able to be super analytical because actually that's doing myself a disservice. And I can't, you know, hold myself to every single goal. I'm like, well, why did that not happen? And what's left to do with that? Because I think this year for everyone, especially us as business owners has been so unexpected, but that's not necessarily been yeah. a bad thing. No. Do you feel like you are ending this year in the place that you thought you would be? Is it better? Is it worse? If that is a question you can answer. It's really interesting, isn't it? Because I was thinking about this a little bit before we 
started recording and I'm the same as you I can't say blanket has been a bad year because mm. it hasn't it hasn't been a bad year at all like there are so many positive things that have happened like I have grown and learned so much this year I have a completely different like business myself to January the 1st of this year and I don't know if that would have happened without this mm. pandemic so yeah there's tons of stuff to actually be grateful for at the same time yeah it's definitely had its challenges right just I think unexpected is the word yes and I think because it's unexpected you do have to if you want to review the year in a slightly different way I don't think you can be as you know analytical or black and white with it I think you've got to be a bit more open yeah. to seeing what it taught you you know accepting the things that you wanted to achieve that you couldn't and I guess just being a little bit softer with it because before we even acknowledge what our businesses have achieved this year we personally have survived global pandemics and every time I see a tweet you know and it's like if all you're doing in a global pandemic is like gaining weight or just being a bit less productive like you're doing great and I'm like yes okay yeah. I will hold on to that comfort but it's so true it's so true like you know if we come for this year and we've still got a sense of humor mm -hmm. we're winning yes. you know yeah, yeah yeah we've got our kindness we've got our friends we've got our health we've got our family and for some people that isn't what they can say so yeah before we we celebrate and review and whatever else i think it's just important to to clap ourselves a little bit like we've done a good job proud of us all um so I take that um I keep saying um at the moment Emily it's really really annoying me I've always done it yeah you're not an um I know I do it because I'm thinking but then it well, that's okay <laughs> I know but I should just not I should just not make a noise and just think instead of make a noise too um but let's get into this so I thought a good place to start would be how we typically review a quarter and also a year, which is by looking at the intentions that we set at the start of the year. So a bit of context for people, the way that I structure my business is the start of a year, I'll set three intentions and those intentions are focused around how I want my business to feel and look by the end of the year. They're pretty vague and they're kind of what I'm motivated by and they really give a purpose to my goals. And then every single quarter, so so three month chunk in the year, I will set a number of goals that sit underneath each of those intentions, which is then the action that I'm going to take in that 12 week period to get closer to that intention. Hope that makes sense. So we began this year with three intentions and I believe, and did we do a podcast episode where people can listen to me setting those? Yes, we did. Amazing. So if people want to hear the very naive December, I think I recorded it in that weird gap between December and New Year's, me actually setting these intentions and where they came from. You can go and get that context on that episode. We'll link it below. But the three intentions were to be more established, more creative, and more intuitive. So I thought it might be interesting. Let's go through each of those and talk about like how the business has become more of that and also how it hasn't because as 2020 has been unexpected you know usually I'd be sat here going yep we've ticked off every single one because we're always checking in on the intentions so we're always making sure we're achieving them but because of what's gone on some of them haven't been met and I think that'd be interesting to talk about and then also discuss the things that have happened which don't sit within these three intentions but actually are really good things for the business which we never planned for but now are here. So beginning with established. So this one was all about reaching new audiences and therefore growing my audience, working with more people. So scaling my impact and leveling up like the technical side of the business. So switching from sole trader to limited and also looking to going VAT registered. Immediate thoughts then. 
How are we doing with that one? Smashed it, 10 out of 10. Right? Moving on. No. Um... I'm glad you said that. that. That's where I'm at. I read that and I'm like, all right, come on. Good start. Good start. But I will caveat that. Bear in mind, we we set this intention in December, January. In terms of like reach new audiences, work with more people, absolutely that has happened. But I, my caveat is to say that that has happened probably mostly from September do you think that's fair to say? Like we were I laying, would completely agree. Yeah, laying the groundwork, but that actually we saw the, what do I mean? Like we actually saw the results and the impact yes. of that groundwork in September. So although we'd been like chipping away at that for months and months, we actually yeah. got that outcome in the ninth month of the year. So yes. I totally give us a 10 out of 10, but it's took it took some time, which isn't a bad thing. Yeah, and I feel like that's a good learning moment for all listening and for us. You know, we could have, I remember being halfway through the year, we did a podcast episode actually, I think reviewing either the Q2 or Q3 goals. And I definitely found myself when I was midway through the year being like, ooh, <laughs> like that reaching new audiences, growing, following, working with more people. Like, I don't really feel like we've done that any more than we usually would have. You know, those things are always naturally growing. I think in terms of working with more people, and this is something we can talk about actually, is how lockdown, the first lockdown did prompt, I think, us to do more group programs and accessible stuff than we would have at that time anyway. Yeah. So that definitely helped. We did a, a six-week group program called Step Back and Level Up, which is actually going to become a permanent part of the business. So it's a more kind of business course. And that was not planned for, but definitely ticked that box of working with more people. Because I think we had like 80 to 100 mm. business owners taking part and that wasn't planned in. We wouldn't have, have worked with those people without it. Yeah, because a lot of those people were new to the business, weren't they, at that point? And then it's really nice to see that they've kind of stayed stayed with us and they're still, you know, following and engaged. And we, yeah, it's like totally built up those relationships from something unexpected. Yeah. And actually, if you go and listen back to, I mean, I find it quite an interesting listen. Other people might not want to remember that time, but the episode we did that first week we went into lockdown, you'll hear within that, like the initial thought process of that group program. So you'll see, or I guess I should say here, like just how spontaneous that was. But looking back, I think is something that really helped with that. And I definitely mm. agree in terms of reaching new audiences and growing the following, uh, you know, I feel like we did okay with that. And then suddenly in September, it just seemed to just skyrocket. And I think it was a combination mm. of things, you know, I think things like the story filters, the launch for the selling when your service-based program, the challenge, the Facebook ads, you know, I think my content getting a bit stronger and clearer, all of that, I think has worked together and definitely, I mean, in the last, I think I worked out like in the last two months, my audience I was 5,000 at the end of September and now it's seven and a half, like however far this is on, like two months on, which just isn't growth that's normal in my business. But yeah, exactly like you said, that wasn't an overnight thing. We put in all the work for that months before and then it came out at that point. Yeah. Interesting. And then in terms of the foundations of the business, we switched from sole trader to limited in quarter one, I think, or quarter two. Yeah. When when was that? Well, it was April 1st because it was my birthday. Oh, of course. Yeah. Ah, yes. My business and I have the same birthday. Always That's a fun one. That's one of those things that I think could have been last year, but was April this year. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Crazy stuff. And VAT registered is just uh, waiting until we have to do situation. So I would say established. Mm. Didn't... You know, if anything, I would say 
the old panny D, let's run with that phrase for it. <laughs> didn't, didn't make a huge difference. We did all right. Did really well. Love that. And all of these intentions are ones where you could always have done more. That's what I quite like about intentions. They don't, they don't box you in because we don't know, especially, I mean, 2020's proved it. You don't know where you're going to be at the end of a 12 month period, whether there's a global pandemic or not. So I like the intentions to be quite vague because it allows you to then, you know, you don't reach the goal and then stop pushing because there's always more for you to do. And then I can already see, okay, maybe established is also going to be a part of 2022. Yeah. Not 2022. <laughs> oh, skip to you. Could, could be 2022 <laughs> if you want. Could be. 2021. I was just going to say also with established, I think that's one of those intentions where it's so you need to know what your interpretation of that is as well, because it's one of those that's kind of open-ended, but because you've actually given it your definition, you knew what that meant for you, because otherwise you could be sitting there being like, wow, am I so much more established than last year? Because do you know what I mean? Like you just kind of have to know what that means for you in in your work um, yes. so that you're not disheartened. Yeah, it's quite weird to say about yourself, like, yeah, I'm ending the year established. But yeah, if you put next to your intentions, here's roughly what that's going to look like. I like to see it that like your intentions is what you want to achieve and then your goals are how you do that. So we would set quarterly goals, which allow us to, you know, Insta story filters. That was a way that we grew my audience. So that was the practical, but yeah, I think it's so important to know what you actually mean by that. So then going to intention number two was to be more creative. So the clarification that I wrote next to that at the start of 2020 was create consistent content, do a video series, create physical products, host events. And overall, I felt like what that actually meant was have more fun within the business. Now, bit of a bit of a mixed bag here. Let's start with the thing that we haven't done, which is very obvious for the old pandemic vibe. No events, nothing in person. No events. I was really excited by that this year. I felt like that was an, an interesting next step for the business. You know, everything is so digital and yeah, we got quite far with planning like a podcast birthday party and working with an events planner. And I think that'd be something that we'll do as soon as we can, but yeah, that was definitely a goal where the second we went into lockdown, it was just don't even hold yourself to it. You can't do it, mourn it, get rid of it, move on to something else. Yeah. So that's events. And I guess we would group with that the retreat as well. Yeah. Which I feel more sad about than the events because it's good fun, isn't it? Yeah, massively. It's a good time. So let's look at the others in there. Let's start with content. So create consistent content and a video series. So it's interesting, this time last year in the business was my first ever video. And now it's so interesting to see that like it's a huge part of mm. my content, but it completely wasn't at that point. I'm glad I didn't put create consistent video content. I just wrote video content because I think the consistency isn't there. I know I've set a couple of goals, as in, you know, this and the listeners don't around like, okay, now this quarter, we're going to be consistent with video. I think what I've realized is that the time and the money, because I outsource the editing that video does take is a lot. And that's not to say it's not worth doing, but I think I've realized it's worth doing around launches and it's maybe not an ongoing platform, which is priority right now. Um, but I definitely feel that over the last year, you know, doing Friday lives, beginning to set up, moving my videos over to YouTube. We've started with that. I you know, that's going to be added to next year's list. I don't think we've at all accomplished the impact of video content, but I think getting the ball rolling has been good. Yeah. Any thoughts? Well, I was just going to say like, 
I know obviously this has been on the radar all year and I'm just kind of wondering like what are our barriers with it like what is it that kind of makes it be the thing that falls off the list when things get busy or you know Mm. why isn't it a bigger priority and number two like does it make sense like is that where an audience is is that where we should be putting our focus and energy yeah i think it feels particularly the youtube videos they feel complementary to the business it doesn't you know if you compare it to the podcast where it's pretty established people know it there's a consistent and engaged audience there we know it brings that back the return on investment in terms of my time your time the money that we spend on it And I think part of it is that it does just need to grow a little bit more to be worth the time and money that it takes. I definitely say it, you know, and I did the videos around the selling when your service base launch, those two videos I did, I felt like those were so worth the time and the energy and the money Mm. that they took. I think I'm yet to feel like ongoing videos, you know, the ones that are a little bit more probably basic and not as interesting. I don't know that YouTube is the place for that. You know, something like a live where it is so low input and energy. I think I'm realizing maybe it's better for that kind of content. Yeah. But I haven't lost my my interest in it because I do like the idea of having, you know, the more spaces that we can have people connected in. Yeah. Only feels like a positive. And maybe yeah. you and I have spoken about this before and maybe it's just something that we puts the forefront of our minds maybe for next year is looking into video podcasts so the Mm. podcast also takes on like a video format as well even if that's in just extras or it doesn't have to be a full-length video but maybe that's an opportunity yes i would completely agree with that i think especially on social i find that kind of content so engaging with podcasts when it's visual as well yeah. so yeah really love the idea of that and i realize as well when i say video content on there like that also includes like reels has been a huge mm-hmm. thing that's helped to grow the business you know helped with that first intention over the last couple of months so yeah i'm kind of glad i thought i'd box myself in with that one but then when i read it back i was like oh we just talked about video content as a whole which definitely feels like it's Gone a step on, but yeah, still more to do with that. And then consistent content elsewhere feels pretty good. I think video to me feels like the only piece of content that doesn't have like a tick next to it in terms Mm. of it's at least we know where it's at. And then two or the final one that's like a goal is physical products, which I'll be honest with you, I didn't think we'd do. (laughs) I think I put that in there like this would be amazing to do, but I don't think I expected that to come out of 2020. Yeah, it's so exciting. Like this is, I think for me at the moment, I'm like, this is the most exciting thing that's on the horizon. I forget, you've not seen any of it, I've not you? seen anything. Okay, look, so this is this is the washi tape. This is one of them. So nice. Says you got this. And then... <laughs> Riveting content. <laughs> well, people can get excited. <laughs> this is the weekly planner. Ooh. You can't really see it. And then have you seen the logo? Can you see that? Oh, that's so cool. Isn't that nice? Yeah. And then the desk pads, not the desk pads, the um, the wall planners are arriving with me tomorrow. And then I've also started using the daily Amazing. pad. Amazing. You know what's so exciting. cool is to see the um, the combo of branding. Like it's, it's uh-huh. so different to see the Psy logo in your colors. I know. It's, that's why we've got the two colorways. It's because it is so black and white like mine and Polly's branding yeah mine is black and white and hers is definitely not Uh, for context for people what that was we have got a product range coming out 
which is so exciting. And I feel like, and this was best case scenario with mm. wanting to have physical products. I think I was thinking, all right, we're going to have to start small. We're going to have to, you know, figure it all out ourselves. They're probably not going to be as great as we'd want them to be. I mean, we've got the dream scenario. So Polly Vidaz, who is an incredible designer and illustrator and shop owner, we have merged brains and I have applied exactly what we're talking you through here, that idea of annual intentions, quarterly goals, you know, managing your time efficiently, taking action every week. And we've come up with a, a product range that's going to support you with that. So, I mean, it's like, I, I wish our, our past selves could see it because I think now that it's happened, I feel less like overwhelmingly thrilled by it because it's been so long in the making. But I think to think like, oh, flip. No, we have actually, we're going to end the year with that. It's really cool. Yeah, it's so cool. And like working with Polly, exactly like you say, it's it's so much better than we could have done just ourselves, like to work with someone who just it's like knows it and gets it and is like amazing. Exactly. So when this episode comes out, I think it's two weeks until the launch. So we are just getting that into our 2020 achievements. But yeah, really excited by that. And it's mad to think how, you know, the business that we entered the year with it had one group program, which we hadn't even hosted yet, coaching and a retreat that we hadn't done for a year. And now we have coaching, two group programs, two mini courses, one course, another course in collaboration with an ongoing program, product range, probably some other things as well. Wild. Lots of things have come to life this year. And the kind of underneath thing, wow, great English malice, um, <laughs> of that creative one was about having fun with the business. And mm. I really feel like we've, well, I, I can only speak for myself, but I definitely find the business more joyful to run. I know you commented on this earlier in the year, but I definitely feel a lot more like myself within the business, which may yeah. sound odd to people, but I just, it feels a lot more authentic if you want to throw up in your mouth after I've said that. So yeah, I think we're having fun. I, I mean, would you having... agree? You don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. But I think a big part of bringing in that fun has been the group programs. I think mm. being, because you probably always had that relationship with your one-to-one clients, but I wasn't privy to that. And obviously that was a smaller pool of people. But I think yeah. working with so many people in the group programs, like so many people have got to have more exp- exposure to you and I in terms of our relationship with each other, because we're quite like, we'll like take the piss out of each other and like (laughs) very happily (laughs) we're quite silly together and I think like more people have got to see those like more kind of goofy moments yes and have that connection with you so it has just yeah it's gone from almost like a behind doors thing to like lots of people yeah it does feel that way and I think especially in the group programs I look back at, and I made myself watch them, which was absolute torture, but the the videos from the first round of Selling With Your Service Space earlier this year. And, you know, I'm still incredibly proud of them, but I look at the way that I was speaking and the, you know, how polished I felt like I should be. And I know now when I'm delivering group programs, like, you know what it's like, like we're all just kind of laughing together and I'm going on tangents and adding little stories in. And, and hopefully that doesn't detract from the expertise in the videos, but it definitely feels from my side like, oh, you know, breath of fresh air, I don't have to keep this persona up. Not that I felt like I should, but I think I, it was a security blanket probably. Mm. But yeah, it's really nice now just to feel really chilled out. And I can imagine for you having that contact with people is so beneficial because it gives context to your work. You're no longer trying to imagine the people, but you actually get to 
connect with them. Yeah, totally. And before the group program, I didn't know, I'd obviously never experienced your coaching. I, that was my mm. first uh, time being like, oh, <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't know sort of like what you spoke about. Well, I knew obviously the subjects you spoke about, but I didn't, now I know it like so much more in depth. And that yeah. sometimes when I say something about like, I'll be talking to James and he'll be like, oh, you sound like Alice. And I'm like, no, I don't sound like Alice. I'm just telling you this information that I have learned. <laughs> I was like, Do sorry, the other day. Oh, the other day I was like, oh, you should have a call to action at the bottom of that website. And he was like, oh. <laughs> Here she goes again. I love that. Do you reckon if if I had an emergency and I was like, um, selling no, your service? No, I like, couldn't do it. I couldn't okay, do you, it and I wouldn't do it. If you had to take one of the weeks, one of the topics... Which would you go for? Because you've heard it twice now. I have it heard it twice. I also worry as well that people think Emily's done this multiple times. Like, why is she not uh, actioning this herself better? But um, And what is if, the answer to that question, Emily? If I had to, I would take, I'd probably take client journey because I feel like I've... Okay. I, I feel like I've he- heard that the most. Yes, it's that is there. a high frequency one. And that's the most like theory-based one. So you could just have your notes. You'd be mm. good to go. Well, I could maybe do websites, but it would be me running off a list. It wouldn't <laughs> be very engaging to listen to. It would just be like ABC, like step one, step two, step three, nothing in between. Don't ask me any questions. Goodbye. <laughs> this is the end of the workshop. Thank you so much for coming. My favorite thing is every time we do a group program and someone asks to join the Facebook group, you'll just WhatsApp me saying, new friends. <laughs> Everyone that joins a group program, I get very excited and I tell Alice that they will be my friend. <laughs> and I mean, do you feel like your, your friendship pool has grown this year as a result? Yeah, it has. It definitely has. Yeah. So many Great. new friends. Thank you. You need to to pop your Instagram account on the thread that I just put in selling when you're selling space. Do you know what? I thought that. I was like, I actually have resisted promoting <laughs> myself should. through this. But I might People know you. I will be honest with you. I do get more emails than I would like to admit being like, thank you so much, Alice and Emily, for how impactful <gasps> this program has been. Oh. And I'm like... Emily does quite a Nothing. fair bit of work, but like... <laughs> it makes my life when they're like, so funny. Alice and Emily, thank you. I'm like, you are so welcome <laughs> because I have done nothing. <laughs> you, um, hey, don't underplay yourself. You put them on your email list. You, you send them postcards. You did do that. Yeah. You do yeah. the things. But yeah, it always cracks me up. Or we get... I mean, I guess it's a compliment, but I get quite a lot of emails from people in group programs who will address my email address as Alice's team. So obviously yeah. don't think, hello, Alice Venom is me. So it'll be like, hi, team. And I'm like, Alice here, thank it's you It's me. <laughs> Maybe it's disappointing. Maybe they want to chat with you. Give your email address I out love next it. time. I love it. Funny. Okay, so that's creative. So still got some progress to make with that. Would love to do events when we can. Video content, I think in terms of YouTube, can definitely be leveled up, but good to know already what's going to come for next year. And this is why I like end of year reviewing because I think it's easy to think, oh, I've got no clue what I'm going to do next year or what what my goals are going to be. But actually just reflecting on the year that you've had and seeing the gaps and the areas for improvement is such an easy way because you just roll that over and go, okay, let's do that then. Do you ever write these though and think, I can't do that. I genuinely, with physical products, I remember writing that as a, you know, come on, Alice, like stretch yourself a bit. Let's put one in that, Mm. you know, it's not 
as much within our control as other things. So yeah, yeah, fully. But I think as long as you feel, as long as you read the words and go, yes, like that is what it's about. That excites me. That fires me up. Like that's what exists to do, right? Yeah. And I guess it's like, don't add it if you don't, if it doesn't excite you, don't put it on there because you're just not going to do it. Yeah. Like copy and pasting my intentions is not going to work for anyone but me because your intentions are what you want from your business in a year's time. And what you want from your business in a year's time might not be any of the typical growth metrics that we use. You might want to have the same impact and the same income and the same audience, but maybe you want to have shifted your business so that you're spending less time in it or so that it feels more value driven or so that you've got more savings. You know, there's, I think we have to remember like your goals are whatever you want your goals to be. And Mm, it's easy to feel pressured by like, I don't know, I've got some pretty typical ones in here, but they only get in because they actually matter. Like we don't really set goals around income. I appreciate that's somewhat privileged because I trust, well, it's not privileged, but you know, I trust that the business is gonna make the money it needs to make because I know that the offerings are built in a way that brings in that income. But for me, like income isn't a big, that doesn't motivate me, but the other areas of that do. Mm. So great point to add in. And then the third and final intention we set was intuitive. And this one's kind of expanded notes said, have some boundaries, balance my workload a little bit more, outsource more to you, Emily, which context for people, if you've got this far and you've got no clue who we are, Emily is my part-time team member slash teammate who supports with the business have more convenience around my health which is an interesting more personal one and then also take august off when you compare em because you see it better than i do like the way that we were working and i guess our workloads and stress levels and all of that good stuff like this time last year to now how do you feel like we have or haven't i think we've got a lot of work still to do with this we've shifted in a year Mm, I think it's night and day. Mm. So, and if we started with boundaries, I think both of us this time last year, we were both in such different spaces. So for example, I think you worked like very much flat out. I think you, when we first met, I think you were working like six days a week Mm -hmm. and you were like, but I always have Saturdays off. And I was like, well done. <laughs> Do you want to now? Yeah, but I think that's become so. I think quite a few things happened in the course of the time that we've been working together that was like, okay, this has to be a priority. We need more boundaries. Mm. We need to address the workload. Tra-la-la. So, in terms of boundaries and how we work together, we've done a fair bit of work where, because we used to just like text each other and message each other and it was all like ad hoc on the fly. Yeah. And we've really now got more into a system that's like, Every week, I know what days I'm working, what my tasks are, we check in with each other, and we've, yeah, we've just made it a bit more form, what's, how do you say Yeah, that? I guess you? it's a bit more streamlined, isn't it? And we've got a bit more structure and to it. structured. Yeah. Structure's a good one. Yeah, it does feel like a big difference. You know, I think back to this time last year, actually this date, the 18th, was the launch day of Selling When You're Service Based number one. Wow. So that was our first ever launch of a group program was only 12 months ago, which helps me to to celebrate the amount that we've got through this year. Um, And I think back to that, you know, I worked until 6am, 
like worked overnight till 6 a.m. that launch day, went to bed at six for like two hours, woke back up, launched it. And that wasn't because it was loads of, well, yes, it was loads of work to do, but I'm not a victim of my schedule. You know, that was my poor planning. The business wasn't set up at that point for me to work on anything other than coaching. So that's been a shift as well. And yeah, it does feel like a massive difference, both in how we work together. We work a lot more strategically on projects. So things aren't, you know, I guess we know now, you know, launching takes X, Y, and Z, and we have to start this many weeks Mm. out and you have to do this and I have to do that. So it's less, oh crap, Emily, this thing needed to be done yesterday and more, nope, we know that thing's going to be done for then. So let's think about when we're going to do that. And I think back to the podcast episode I did with Joe Hooper. I mean, this episode is just a promotion of old episodes at this point, (laughs) but Joe and I did an episode this time last year about you know, this relationship that I have with busyness and burnout. And I was listening back to it the other day and it was honestly like night and day where this time last year, I was so in that headspace of, you know, working hard equals good work. And Mm. I take pride in the fact that I am constantly a little bit burnt out in my business. And I do naturally have that quite unhealthy relationship with work where I do see it as an impressive thing. And that's massively shifted this year, you know, taking August off happened, just did that. And you took two weeks off as well. You know, having boundaries in place with clients, realizing that boundaries actually make everyone's life better. They're not a selfish thing. They actually help everyone. And yeah, I think just building a business that's a lot more mindful of my experience and and my well-being and seeing how that actually benefits the business as well has been huge both in terms of mindset and yeah, the practical. So again, intuitive, I feel like we did a pretty good job with that. And again, I mean, I guess we're benefited here that a lot of these intentions aren't very reliant on things that have been changed by a global pandemic, which is handy when you've just been through 2020. Anything that we haven't mentioned that's like a massive surprise or something unexpected? I know the amount of group programs and workshops that we did in... The first lockdown was definitely one of them. I mean, I didn't think we'd end the year with too many courses and a course, two courses, four courses. I <laughs> had them up. So there's the website and the email marketing mini courses. And then there's the course with Domestica, which is cool. And then the course with Chloe as well, which are both coming out in Jan. And I've always been so anti-course. I just got four. <laughs> But I used to be anti-group program. So I obviously just have to realize that something actually is beneficial before telling the whole world that I'm never going to do it. So I think that's my only unexpected, but has felt totally right. And I'm really glad it's been added in. Yeah. Anything you see or? Well, I think that just on the course point, I think that the question was always there that you, that you wanted to free up your time and you didn't want to always have this relationship that was like my time equals income so it's mm-hmm. like you knew that gap was there so yeah I feel like where we're ending this year like answers so many questions that we had at the beginning of this year yeah and even new offerings that have come in you know we've now got on it which we'll talk more about at the end but that's our kind of ongoing accountability and goal setting program never thought you know it's the closest thing I've got to a membership and I never thought we'd go anywhere near that so yeah I think I've I've learned a lot about realizing that, okay, something needs to fill a gap in order to come into the business. And I'm glad that, you know, I didn't start day one with all of these different offerings. I'm glad I started with coaching Mm. and, and we've kind of just filled the gaps from there. So the group programs are amazing. Those have 
absolutely filled a gap, but then it was okay. These are still somewhat trading time for impact and income. How do we go a level up from this and do something even more passive? And I think the thing that I had to work through there was how do I make something that's passive, but still impactful? Because my relationship with passive is that it's not impactful. And I know that's not true. That's both because I really struggle with passive stuff. I will not do something that isn't live because my I don't, it's an issue that I have. And I think also waiting for the right topic to come up where I knew it actually was going to work within a course. So yeah, all within the right timing, but really interesting to see. I think offerings wise, more so than income for me has been the biggest growth the business has had this year. And I mean, I'm sure I'm going to regret saying this. I can't see any immediate gaps right now. I can't, you know, I don't think in my head like, oh yeah, there's a big, you know, we're missing a topic or we're missing a a form of income. Uh, Who knows though? Mm. (laughs) Yeah. And just to give people kind of context, how we identify those gaps, it isn't, we don't sit down with like some SWOT analysis or anything like that. It's more that Alice will say, I've realized, or one of us will be like, I've realized that after people have worked with me, I'm not giving them anywhere else Mm -hmm. to go. Or if someone's not ready to invest, what's available for them? So that's, it always comes up in in a question to ourselves rather than some. Yes. And we don't sit down and go like, must think of the next offering. They all come around so organically. Um, And yeah, that language of like, what question is it answering is now so normal to us because something has to answer a question. And I think that's why experimented with having a business coach a few weeks ago. And I just don't think the business coaching where someone tells you what to do just doesn't work for me because this business is successful because it's so intuitive. You know, we see a gap, we see a need, we see a problem and we bring something out that fixes that, meets it, you know, fills that space. So what's interesting about that is that you don't really know what's going to come next. So I'm really interested to see, like we've kind of covered the classic bases with offerings at this point, but I I have no doubt, you know, there's going to be tons more to come in. So we'll have to wait and see. So that's 2020. We've done pretty well. Really proud of us. Again, surviving a global pandemic, whether you've met your intentions and goals or not, I think is something to be really proud of. Um, And I would say just doing a a list of, hey, all of the things that I have done well this year and I'm proud of myself for, I think is enough. You don't need to do some super analytical review of 2020 if, if you're struggling because it has been such a shift for your business. You know, particularly if you're a business that cannot survive in lockdown, I feel for you so much. And I completely appreciate that, you know, we've been in a a strong position because of the business is pretty made for a time like this. And that's something to be grateful for. But I definitely find this kind of work, you know, it just gets you thinking about what's to come. And it's not about putting the pressure on. It's not about going, go on, like, what are you going to achieve in 2021? Like, you've not even had a break from this year yet, but like, what are next year's things? But I feel like it just naturally begins that thought process. And then I quite like in January or in that gap between December and January to then go, all right, okay, we've had a rest. We've already started the conversation. Now let's like fully look at this year and make it happen. So we'll leave our 2021 chat for now. Em, will you join me for another episode in January? Yes, I will. I want to chuck Amazing. some wild ones in there just to see okay. if we can make some it happen. Some intentions that are super big. It's fun to put a wild card in there, isn't it? And even if you just got 50% of the way to the crazy mm. thing, it's still like made some progress. Um, yeah, I like that. The only other thing I was going to say was that 
for context again, context corner, we have these intentions on our shared Asana board so that they are always visible and always findable mm-hmm. because um, I actually opened my diary the other day, it's in my like, schedule diary, and found a list of goals in there. And I was like, oh, <laughs> where did you come from? Don't even remember How writing you done with you. them? No, not great. Not great. Um, because I'd completely forgotten. So they have to be visible. Yeah, just have them somewhere where you're frequently looking. And if you don't know how to do that, then maybe you need a wall planner from the Psi slash AB range where you can put your intentions on it. I guess the final thing to tell people about would be the fact that when people are listening to this, the doors to on it, which we've mentioned a little bit in this, are now going to be open. So very natural caveat off the back of this conversation, because on it is a group program where we put the structure that we've been talking about in this episode, those yearly intentions, quarterly goals, monthly actions into place. And um, how would you describe on it as like a person who sees it, you're sat in our calls every month, what would you say it's about? So on it are curated accountability groups. So with the knowledge of you and your business, Alice and I will put you with like-minded people or people that we think you can bounce off really well with or people that might have similar experiences or completely different experiences but can benefit you. And once a month we come together and we set our goals, we talk about our intentions and we break it down into actionable steps. And then you use your accountability groups to obviously keep you accountable, but also ask any questions, share any thoughts or feelings or concerns, whatever. And you can chat with Alice and I as well. And it's just such a lovely feeling. It's such a lovely group feeling. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I remember a couple months ago, I asked the group a question and the feedback and the answers I got was so invaluable. I was like, wow. Because I think even though Alice and I speak to each other, we're still kind of quite almost isolated. Mm. We work quite separately a lot of the time. And it's like, you forget how people with fresh eyes and different experiences, how much they can actually contribute. And the, Mm. yeah, just having that like outside opinion is so, so valuable. Quick interruption from future Alice because the program that I'm promoting here sold out in 24 hours, which is incredible, but also means the promotion of it in this episode is now slightly irrelevant. I have added in an evening session, which is running 7.30 p.m. until 9 p.m. because I've had quite a few requests from people that work full time or just can't make that morning slot on a Monday. So there are still some spaces, I mean, at the point of me recording this, which hopefully I'd imagine there's still gonna be someone you're listening to this for that evening slot with on it so if that does feel like a fit i'll leave a link below to find out all the info but yes apologies for the irrelevant promo i mean good problem to have but anyway back to the episode yeah it's an offering that i genuinely love you know we launched it internally so just to pass clients about six months ago so midway through this year um we've been trying to you know let it find its feet but yeah it's an exciting one it's all about goal setting accountability so we follow that rhythm so it's the first monday of every month we have an hour and a half call where we spend some time as a full group and then we send people into their accountability teams via breakout rooms for example like the first call in january we'll be setting our intentions second one we'll be talking about how we're doing with our q1 goals third one we'll be 
reviewing our Q1 goals and thinking about the next month. So if you've heard us talking about this structure and you're thinking, oh, you know, I feel like this is something that would really benefit my business, that idea of, you know, getting clear on where you want to be, but letting yourself be flexible in how you get there, then we'll pop a link at the top of the show notes, which is to on it, which I will have a limited number. I'm assuming there's still going to be some spaces at this point. So any questions or thoughts, let us know. But yeah, it's a fun one. I always feel so fired up after those Monday calls because it's just coming together, like-minded people, like you said, and bouncing ideas around, clarifying where you want to be by the end of the year. I think forcing yourself to work on your business, not in it is what it's all about. And we love it. So people, if they're interested, can go and check that out. But self-promo over, (laughs) final episode of the year complete. I guess let us know what you might want from the podcast in 2021. The podcast has been on its own little evolution this year. We've adapted to recording from home. We've been playing around with different episode styles. So let us know. Do you like these behind the scenes episodes? Are you enjoying the conversations we're having at the moment? What do you want to see? Because if you guys are going to find it interesting to listen to, I'll record it and you'll edit it and then you can (laughs) listen to it. That's how a podcast works. (laughs) I was about to say Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, but it's the 18th of November. So going to hold off on that as an outro. Yeah, but when is this one coming out? Will it be December? We True. Can... Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Merry Christmas. So this is the last episode of the year? Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, so just do a nice, like, thanks so much for your support this year. We'll see you in the new year. <laughs> Please keep that bit in, Emily, if you tell me what to say. <laughs> Guys, thank you for your support this year. Thanks for making the podcast a reality. Thanks for giving Emily a job. We're very grateful and... Thanks for being my friend. (laughs) All of the thank yous. All right, peace out. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. 